I think everyone. Okay, Crackle. it's recording. Crackle's gone. Okay, it is gone. Cool. Should we talk about Lil Nas X? Yeah, we can talk about Lil Nas X. <laughs> he's uh, going to hell. <laughs> that was so. He's like, yeah, I'm going to hell, and I'm gonna fucking make it gay as shit. <laughs> there he is. That's what we're. That's what I'm here for. I want to. That's what he he was trying to warn us. He's like, I'm gonna take uh, my horse to the old town road, but the horse. Was Satan. was Satan, and the old town road was hell, <laughs> and he's gonna ride until Satan just can't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> Did you see the exchange between uh, him and uh, that dipshit gun girl from Kent State? I did. That was the funniest. I did. It was funny, and then it just got angering because that one woman was like satanic rapper. It was like a, a journalist too. It wasn't just some random commenter. It was an actual journalist who was like. Uh, Satanic rapper Lil Nas X threatens to rape Caitlyn Bennett's father. It was an actual article. I was Jesus just like, Christ. are you fucking kidding me? Can he t- never used the word rape. No, I think that's it's like it's like in every Call of Duty, you know, uh, you know, chat room or whatever yep. from the mid two thousands when the people would say like, "Well, I fucked your mom last night" or yeah. something. Yeah. You know that, like it's not implied that it wasn't consensual. No, it's that she wanted. Exactly, it. that's the whole point. Exactly, is that like, yeah, maybe you fucking no scoped me, but your mom can't <laughs> resist my my little my little fourteen year old penis. But so. clearly, because he is black and her dad is white, it's gotta be rape. Yeah, I know, right? It's that's continuing continuing the proud tradition here in of America the fucking, of white women falsely accusing yep. black men. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, what are we gonna do? Twenty twenty one. What are we gonna do about these hoes, Andrew? We gonna stun on them. We, well, they sure as shit ain't loyal. That's for sure. <laughs> gonna stun on these, these bitches hoes. ain't loyal. So, I was actually I got my first vaccine shot today. Nice. A couple, a couple hours ago. Hell yeah! It was pretty easy. I almost actually accidentally drove away. Before they could give oh. it to me. Oh no! I thought, yeah, because it's like a, it's sort of weird. You have to like drive around a little bit, like follow this line. Yeah, but it's sporadic. It's not like a, a whole line. It's not like there's cars the whole way. And so, like when at a certain point you have to stop, and they have to fill out a thing for the person in front of you. And then that, they were like out of vaccines for a minute, so they had to like get more. And it was really funny because. The person I saw the person in front of me like drive off, and I was like, "All right, that's my cue to go." And then I drive by, I, I drive, you know, past the stop point, and this uh, guy, um, he's a, he's a serviceman. I don't mm-hmm. know like, yeah, what yeah. branch he's in, but right. he's he's like waving his arms at me in my rearview mirror, and I was like, "Oh shit, what did I do?" <laughs> what did I do? And he like, comes up behind me. He's just like, "Did you want to get the vaccine?" <laughs> after, <laughs> after I'd been in line for like 20 minutes and I was just like oh oh yeah that's why I was here right yeah oh yeah it was a pandemic right okay I'll, I'll yeah, take okay. it no, yeah that, I, I, sorry I forgot about all that I was listening to the Smiths ah uh, the Smiths roll down the roll down the window and I just like come to wish you an unhappy birthday <laughs> see if I if I were to go like just embarrassment in public I would say you roll down the window and you're listening to fucking um, Vicar in a Tutu. That was the one I was thinking <laughs> of too. And it's just like, what the fuck is this, sir? I Just stab me in the arm, please. And then sorry, I can get on my lis- way. What, are you, what the fuck are you listening to? Just give me the fucking shot, dude. Just please. Just, please. just jabs it right into my face. <laughs> we like don't fucking t- Botox. We don't take kindly to your kind around here. Friendo, we uh, live in like in, in Tennessee. Everybody, in case you didn't know that, so they do use the term friendo, friendo, very frequently. 
I actually don't think I've ever. No, God, no. Buddy, buddy, buddy guy, guy, buddy guy, guy friend. Anyway, God, I, I, I remember, um, ah, uh, shit. No, I don't remember. Never mind. I forgot. You lost it. I did. Was it going to be good? I think so. Yeah. It was, it was about, let's see, we we're going, jab me in the arm. Listening to the Smiths. We're retracing our steps here, trying to figure out Andrew's uh, bit. Vicar and a tutu, unhappy birthday. No, nah, that's that's a little too far back. Okay, uh, never mind. I don't remember what it was. Botox. There's something about Caitlin Bennett. Caitlin Bennett getting Botox, even though that would have like been 20. funny. That would have been fun. That's not what I was thinking. Of, I love but. that. Just everything she says is like, "Hey, aren't you the girl who shit her pants? <laughs> <laughs> aren't you the girl who shit her pants and then tried that?" tried to equate that the embarrassment of that to a gay guy being gay. Like he did what <laughs> there was, I don't know. She was doing that, that dumbass man on the street shit that, you know, Oh, the whole microphone, like, excuse me, sir, for a dollar. So do you think, uh, voting should be a national holiday? Uh, yeah, I actually do. But, but why people have time to plan if it's a regular, anyway, she was doing that dumb okay. shit. And it was back like early in her air quotes career. Mm. Um, because she's not smart, not even close to smart enough to do what she's trying to do with those. No. You know, no. really none of them are, but she's like very obviously not. Yeah. Anyway, she, um, yes, yeah, she, she was talking to some college kids about whatever. Um, and at one point the guy who, who was gay recognized her and was like, um, uh, it was just like, didn't you like shit your pants at a party on campus one time? And she like is trying to keep her cool, but clearly is like very bothered <laughs> by that. I mean, understandably so, yeah, I yeah. guess. And, uh, and, and she's just like, oh, well, and she like starts to look at the camera and is like, well, this guy was like sucking dick in the bathroom at a party or whatever. And he was just like, okay, yeah, I, I guess I was <laughs> probably, <laughs> am I supposed to be, I mean. It's the same thing as like you know, get getting dick at a party. I, I mean, it literally yeah. is getting dick at a party, except yeah. you're like you know, right. Anyway, you know who you know what what I think of when I think of parties. Welcome to the shit on Morrissey hour. <laughs> the here shit on Morrissey. We're back. You know what I realized is I'm the only person who's been on every episode so far. Oh yeah, yeah. Good for you. There's, I, yeah, good for the podcast. I think. Yeah, it's good for the good for the listeners. It's good for the listener. It's good. There was uh, that Taylor Swift episode that me and Allison did that neither you and John were on. Yep. And then uh, you've been on everything except for that one. Yes. I think. I believe so. Allison has missed uh, the Radiohead episodes and the Gorillas set list. I think, yes. Which is where Wedge came in, and the Arctic Monkey set list. Well, yeah, but. She wasn't gonna do the Arctic yeah, Monkeys. None of none of that would have. I kind of ruined for that for her. <clears throat> it would have. Yeah, we would have gotten to in rainbows, and she would have been like, "It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's it's good." I liked it. There were a few songs, I guess, but like, I liked. Uh, she's like looking over the vinyl, and just like uh, Faust Arp. I that was that a good one. one. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> you, you you liked the little interlude track? Okay. Now, what would Allison's favorite Smiths track be? Um, I don't think she would like any Smith songs. Let's find I out. I think she'd get really like sick of it Allison. really fast. Hey, Allison, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a playlist of like just completely just all the complete Smiths discography. And no, just just the songs that are like re- really emphasize the whole. 
I'm sad. I'm so very sad. <laughs> I am so sad. very sad. <laughs> so very, very sad. <laughs> Side of Morrissey. I'm sad. Secretariat is sad. Okay, I here we go. I want to go out tonight. I really don't care for interacting with my fellow humans. But I've realized lately that my existence is predicated on sharing the space I take up. <laughs> so that's the that's that was the Smiths extravaganza, everybody. All right, see Have you later. A good one. Um, <clears throat> well, what we're doing actually for real is uh, we you've done we've done these before. We, yeah. We're going to do all four of the main studio albums from the Smiths. We are not doing Hatful of Hollow. Sorry. So or louder than bombs, or um, what's the one with the dude on it? Um, hatful. You think of hatful? No, of hollow? it's the one that has. I have it on vinyl. It's the Literally one that has money changes their- everything on it. Oh, complete. No, I mean money changes everything is on complete, but that's the picture of like the four people. Yeah, I was gonna say every single one of their uh, albums has a guy on it. It's true. So, <laughs> so that doesn't very that doesn't help very much. Um, I have it. In my iTunes library, is this it? Yes, oh. this is it. What's it called? The world won't listen. Okay, that's the one. I kind of I wish there was a band who had the balls to just make every album cover the exact same thing. <laughs> Weezer is getting kind of close, or yeah. got kind of close by naming like six of their albums just Weezer. Right, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's the coolest thing about Weezer. But that's not what we're here yeah. to talk about. So we're, we're going to, yeah, self-titled, Meet is Murder, Queen is Dead, Strange Ways. And we have a few uh, hand-picked singles that we're going to talk about. Yee. Um, why not just jump jump the fuck into it with uh, the self-titled? Because it, it wouldn't be an extravaganza if we weren't in unanimous agreement that the first thing is the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's not... It's not terrible, but it's... It's not terrible at all. It's just... It, it wears out its welcome, pr- I, I think, pretty quickly, and then it, it, it just kind of grabs me periodically. Yeah, it's... I, I remembered, like, back sophomore year of college when I first started really listening to The Smiths, I loved the first album, but, like, Meet is Murder has always been my favorite. But then when Spoiler. I was listening... I know. When I was listening to the self-titled for this i was like wait this is not that good yeah the, the first five songs like yeah you've got everything now is pretty good reel around the fountains all right but it doesn't really hit until you get to this charming man and then it's four in a row that are great and then two so more that children. are just like yeah. Eh. well yeah i guess we should probably say like before we dive too far into this a- andrew is definitely the more experienced smith smith fan uh, yeah, here. I have <laughs> I have seen Morrissey twice and Johnny Marr once. How was how was Morrissey? Like, was he honestly? It was pretty fucking good. Was it okay? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing him. If he wasn't just such a little bitch, I'd no. It's does he do the thing where he makes all the vendors in the venue go vegan? No, but when I saw him the first time, uh, it was at Firefly 2015, and he walked on stage and was like, "I can smell it," and I was like, "Okay, shut the fuck up, Morrissey." But that almost seems funny. It, it almost was, seems it like was, he's trying to be yeah, funny there. Yeah. Um, but then the second time I saw him, the weirdest thing he did was one, uh, during Shoplifters of the World as his encore, he um, not only changed it to Trump Shifters, which, like, what the fuck does that even mean, Morrissey? You're especially trying too hard. 
Yeah, it's just like, hard. come on, man. And then in the middle of it, he like ripped off his shirt, and I was like, I didn't need to see a fifty-year-old Morrissey yeah. shirtless, but well, here we are. Yeah, there's a video from the Meet His Murder tour of their whole concert uh, where during Barbarism Begins at Home, he's like just doing the <laughs> at the end, and he's like very slowly taking <laughs> his shirt off as it they just vamp on that for like four minutes. Oh, good. It's so fucking good. weird. It's very strange. And then they come back out for the second encore because Barbarism was the first encore, and then the mm-hmm. second encore. He, they come back out and he's got his shirt back on again. What? <laughs> Why? If every single set he just had to take his shirt <laughs> off, slowly. Yeah. and then put it back on. Like, sorry, I need this. He's got different shirts to rep different causes. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, uh, I actually have I seen anything from the self-titled live? I don't think I have. I, I no, I have not. I, I like the Smiths. I'm fairly new to to their fandom, I guess. Um, but this was the my first time like really going deep. I had heard each of their albums except for Strange Ways before. Okay. Um uh and I I I, en- I enjoy them all to a certain extent, but this was my first time really being like, okay, um we haven't recorded an episode in too long. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we the Smiths only have four albums. Andrew's a fan, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I can get my shit together well enough to uh make it happen. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad I got into it. I'm really, yeah. um, I do, I will say I can kind of, I, I gave John a little bit of shit when we did the Radiohead one because he said something along the lines of like, yeah, if I liked them more, I would listen to them more, like in terms of prep preparation for that. Okay. Cause these extravaganzas take a lot out of you in yes. terms of prep. You have to listen yeah. to like, in, like, especially the music ones, the movie ones aren't that bad. Yeah. The movie but, ones, it's like, watch it once and you, yeah. you're fine. With the music ones, it's like, listen repeatedly several times and you know have a co- have coherent thoughts on each of them it can be a, a lot but yep but this one it was only four albums and it wasn't so bad and i've you know i we're willing to make the commitments and yeah i kind of understood where john was coming from with this one uh or when it came to this one because i would be like well i mean king of limbs isn't one of my favorite records of theirs but like that kind of makes me want to to keep going back to it and like right. find what it is that other people like about it. Yep. Um, and it worked because eventually that album did click for me. But with this one, self-titled, I was like, shit. Yeah. I gotta listen to this. Every thing. every time. Yeah. It's not that long. I mean, it's not that long. It's in their the grand, longest album. It's their album. longest album, yeah. but it's not that long in the grand scheme of things. I think a lot of the songs, and this is a problem that kind of carries over through all of their albums to lesser extent as it goes on, I think, but... With this one especially, um, like Reel Around the Fountain right off the bat, it's a nice uh, like tone setter until it sticks around for almost like six minutes mm-hmm. and it just does not need to, to, yeah, to be that it's long. Yeah, it's a fucking six minute song. That's we'll, we'll get into that. They have a couple of those where I'm like, it didn't need to yeah. be this long. And then, like, I don't know, like, even You've Got Everything Now and the beginning of Miserable Lie, because it does have that shift where mm-hmm. it, like, kicks in, yeah. which is a which is a much-needed change of pace, because up to that point in the album, I'm like, it's getting a little mundane, I guess. Yep. Um, it, it's, it really, I, I fucking hate how basic it is, but once the upbeat major key aspect of uh, This Charming Man kicks in, I'm like, oh, no, this... 
this is what I'm fucking here for. This one I can get Hell into. Yeah, I can fuck to this. And it's not re- it's up to that point. <laughs> You're just fucking ball slapping sex and all of a sudden <laughs> Will nature make a man of me yet? It's like Ain't all so much about these things. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you saying about that? <laughs> Yeah, that's Morrissey. <laughs> Morrissey just took a e- e- vegan Nyquil. Yeah, but that's the one. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> that's the one where I just, you know, you want you want to drop trow and just go crazy on no. that one. And it's a lot of it's it's more fun than pretty much anything else on the record. I I will say that. Uh, what? Oh, is I it, do is really it what, like Still what, Ill. I like, yeah, Still Ill is cool too. I and I like. What difference does it make too? That's yeah, that one's fucking cool. So what difference does it make? Yes, yeah, so there are like f- oh. there are four or so songs on here that I'm really into, and the rest I don't hate anything here. Yeah. But I could, t- you know, I could take or leave a lot of it. A reel around the fountain is like right on the fence for me because I like it. It's just too much of a good thing, I guess. That's fair. Yeah. You know? And like, I remember when I was interning in New York, um, I had a conversation, <laughs> yeah, a re-argument with um, someone in a different office of the same company who <laughs> is like a huge Morrissey and Smiths fan. Mm-hmm. And... Um, We'll get into this track later, but the Headmaster Ritual came on in our office, and I was like, oh yeah, the Headmaster Ritual, please keep this fucking going. And he was like, really? That one? And I was like, what the fuck do you want from me? He and I are friends now. He's cool. But um, we got into this whole debate in a public Slack channel (laughs) over whether or not this was the best thing the Smiths had ever done. And then he messaged me privately and was like, is there anything that you would say doesn't need to exist. And I was like, honestly, suffer little children. And he was like, okay, good. We agree on that. I was like, yeah. thank God. Yeah. yeah. He, he, that was, that was a fun time. Morrissey loves taking topics that he maybe shouldn't write about and just writing about them anyway. And yep. <clears throat> very unapologetically too. Yep. Yeah. Somebody killed these children 20 years ago. <laughs> Isn't that kind of sad? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes, wow, too. Wow, that really sucks. <laughs> I feel sorry for the parents. Please don't sue me. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you did ever show you the uh, the Cure versus the Smiths meme? There's plenty of those. Um, there's it, like it's a pretty simple like side by side. The Virgin Morrissey versus the Chad Robert Smith. It's not. It's not that one. It's literally just the Cure versus the Smith. But, okay. But it's like the from each one is like led by Robert Smith versus none of the band members are actual <laughs> Smiths. <laughs> In the course of fifteen years, they took on many genres such as post punk, neo psychedelia, synth pop, indie rock, and new wave. Versus didn't even last a decade because Morrissey is a little bitch and everyone <laughs> sued each other. Woo. <laughs> uh, lyrics about romanticism with existential despair and mystifying poetry versus won't shut the hell up about cows and British misery. <laughs> re- re- 
released their groundbreaking masterpiece, Disintegration, in 1989 versus didn't release their groundbreaking masterpiece, Disintegration, <laughs> in 1989. <laughs> uh, influenced countless generations with their gloomy, candy-flavored pieces of work versus all annoying, edgy, self-diagnosed Tumblr posers you hate are a product <laughs> of the Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> I love just pinning the entire entire yeah. demographic on yeah. the Smiths. Uh, and lastly, doesn't half Morrissey versus has, has Morrissey. Morrissey? Oh, Morrissey. Oh, come on. You know it's true. Oh, and Morrissey. I, wait, hold on. Let me see who posted this. That's uh, uh, user Drew Cypher CDXX on the Cure subreddit. Nice. That's a good one. I don't know how the fuck I found that. I think someone like posted it to their Instagram, probably like Anthony Fantana or something. Mm. Um, that would make sense. It would, yeah. He really loves, uh, he really loves shitting on Morrissey, which is funny because Anthony Pantano is a vegan, and Morrissey is like the most vegan person there is. That is true. It'd be so funny. I will say though, one of the reasons it took me so long to actually like attempt to be vegan was because Morrissey is Morrissey vegan. Morrissey is such a bitch. <laughs> yeah, because he, he does more damage sucks. to the cause yep. than he did yep. than help. Like. Like, I understand, you know, having, like, loud mouthpieces for the movement because those are necessary, but... Big mouth! <laughs> when, when the biggest voice for 30 years... Is the biggest dick is the, the, on the planet. Just a fucking douchebag. It's like, I don't want it. I don't want that. I don't want to be that. And then yeah. here we are 30 years later, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I can try that. Yeah, he yeah, finally I, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it was. Wasn't he on the Tonight Show and he wore like some badge that was like an anti-immigration badge or something? I like think that. so. Yeah, it's amazing how like literally no one, no one likes him. No, no. one wants to associate with Morrissey nope. at all. <laughs> and it's weird because like in the eighties they have the fucking the Queen is dead, mm -hmm. and he's shitting all over Margaret Thatcher, and so you have all the super conservative British people being like, "Oh my God, we hate him," and then again, thirty years later, he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, I don't think Muslims should be allowed in the country," and like now all the liberal people hate him. Yeah, but right. all the conservative <laughs> people are like, "He hates Margaret Thatcher. I don't like him." Yeah, it's right. Like, it. What is he trying to accomplish? Uh, I think he's uh, insecure. <laughs> A little bit. So he's just <laughs> jumping shit. From I, I gather that from some of his lyrics that he's a little in emo maybe just a little bit <laughs> emotionally troubled. Yeah. Probably just a little bit. I wanna kill Margaret Thatcher <laughs> with my penis, <laughs> <laughs> but that would require going near her, <laughs> and she's a fucking dog-faced bitch. <laughs> I'm glad she died. <laughs> there was <laughs> the Smiths get back together when Margaret Thatcher dies to make a new album about Margaret Thatcher having a stroke. <laughs> it's just called Maggie's Stroke. <laughs> there was a comment on um, Anthony Fantano's strokes tier list, which went up yesterday. Okay. Or maybe it was two days ago. I don't remember. I don't know. He said, um, I think that one of the top comments was, yes, Anthony, I agree. Margaret Thatcher's stroke was S-tier. <laughs> <laughs> was it Morrissey who made the comment? Probably. Oh, Morrissey absolutely has a couple of burner accounts on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got to. Yeah. He's got to. Yeah. He downloads every single 
Fantano video. <laughs> Downloads every single interview with Johnny Marr. Yeah, he's on no. the he's on the Smiths subreddit, just, just trolling constantly. He's on Smith Circle. He smart started Smith Circle Jerk. Good. Yeah. He deserves it. It's like when people say that Orson Welles would totally be on Movie Circle Jerk, which he would be. Yeah. <laughs> if you know Orson Welles at all, he would one hundred percent be a user of the Smith Circle Jerk. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. God. Um but anyway, the self-titled album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, one one other thing about Morrissey's veganism is that like he has a song called from his solo career called "The Bullfighter Dies," mm-hmm. which like bullfighting is fucking trash. Like, I'm sorry, Spanish people, it's just it is. It doesn't make any sense. There's no sport in it. It it's just it's just like, hey, let's watch someone kill a bull. Great. Yeah. But he has a video. <laughs> behind him that's just a compilation of all these bullfighters getting gored and it's like gruesome as shit and i remember when i saw him um in chicago in 2017 my girlfriend at the time was like is it bad that i don't feel sorry for those people i was like no i think that's the idea that is the point that's the point is like hooray the bullfighter dies it's like okay cool Hell yeah, man. Like you just, he showed, it's like 20 seconds of actual bullfighting of just like, oh, look at them chop the head off this bull. And then it immediately cuts to like this dude's shin getting ripped out of his leg by a bull. And it's like, yeah, it's like straight out of Borat. It's like, one yeah, of the, yeah it's like, it's also like, where the fuck do you get this footage, Morrissey? Morrissey is like constantly scrubbing the internet. For He's got to like, be for like non-vegans meeting their maker, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, this man choked on a hamburger. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. It's just like showing pictures of Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> this, is uh, what, this is what will happen to you. If <laughs> fucking if Michael Moore. Fucking stop eating meat. <laughs> Michael Moore's piece oh, of shit. Jesus Christ. Everyone sucks, God. Everyone fucking sucks. I can't wait for the Michael Moore extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> well, have fun. That'll be one of the ones that I'm not part of. It really fell off around Fahrenheit 11.9. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the self-titled record is a little... Um, <clears throat> maybe in hindsight, especially... I don't know what the reaction was like at the time, but... It, it seems like one of those records that to me is a little too indebted to a single thing, just sort of the morose jangle pop, uh, guitar driven, um, not banger, but like up kind of mid tempo shit that does yeah. for me does not invite repeated listenings. You know, I could throw it on every once in a while and there are definitely tracks that I would handpick here, but it's obvious what the best songs are yeah like the the best songs are obviously like this charming man Mm -hmm. like that that four track run of this charming man still ill hand in glove and what difference does it make it's like that's that's the core it does that's that's what you need it does piss me off that they didn't have the balls to make that uh, picture of the guy's ass uh the album cover though they saved it for the hand in glove single or not saved it they used it for that and then damn yeah it Sack up Morrissey. Use it as the album cover. Yeah, if you're gonna be gay, just be just be open. <laughs> you know, be be real about it. Instead of you know trying to hide behind like I might be asexual. I don't know. Eh, I don't, no. I'm just gonna be private because then I don't have to commit to any causes. But also, fuck non-vegans <laughs> and immigrants suck. And uh, Margaret Thatcher, I hope you have a stroke. <laughs> Morrissey in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, what the fuck happened where he said something about, um, like someone, oh, what I think it was when, when Reagan got shot, when Ronald Reagan got oh, shot, yeah. he, was, yeah. he said something along the lines of like, ah, well, I just kind of wish it had been Thatcher. 
<laughs> that sucks. I love American gun laws. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Morrissey carrying an AR-15. Oh, no. <laughs> Morrissey carrying an AR-15 is the exact reason why people should be licensed because yeah. he would no, just like, be like, oh, you're eating a hot dog. Dead. America just like outlaws all semi-automatic rifles immediately because Morrissey <laughs> because got Morris- his hands on an AR-15. <laughs> Guys, bad news. He's Morrissey got, has a gun. He's got a fucking gun. <laughs> it's just a guy Take with a, shelter. It's just a guy with a hot dog and he like, st- like stops mid-bite. It's just like, uh. uh <laughs> and he like throws it out, destroys all the security footage of it. Yep. He goes to a local mall and just <laughs> opens fire, but it's like shooting. I don't know. What would a vegan shoot people with? Maybe like like shoots little like beanie babies out of the out of a gun. Just like this is the only animal you're allowed to have. Eat this. Eat this. Eat a fucking beanie baby. Eat this, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Morrissey. He goes on Larry King and Larry well, Larry King's dead, but yeah. <laughs> he goes on Larry King and he's just like so, Morrissey, you decided to, uh, you, you shot a bunch of people. No, oh, that's fucking British. God damn yeah. it. I'm trying to do Long Island. I'm trying to do Long Island, Larry King. Mm. Uh, Morrissey, uh, you, you shot a bunch of people with, with a, a cannon of Beanie Babies. What were you trying to accomplish with that? <laughs> it sounds nothing like Larry King. No, it doesn't. It's like, bo- it's just like a fucking Boston yeah. degenerate cokehead. It's like Dave Portnoy <laughs> from Barstool. Yeah, I lost 700000 on uh, the whole GameStop thing. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Whatever, he can afford it. Yeah, anyway, exactly. He's uh, also kind of a shitty person. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Barstool is like just the douchiest company yep. imaginable. Yep. <laughs> We've, uh, we fired uh, Morrissey to come in and write for us about uh, soccer because none of us know shit about soccer. So he's uh, he's gonna be our our office grandpa. Just writes about fucking. Who's he a fan of? Is it Man U? I don't fucking know. It's weird how like every single British person likes soccer. Yeah. Like even the dorky nerdy outcasts yep. have like the team that they support, and I don't get it. <laughs> like like you hear in America, there are so many people who just did, like straight up loathe sporting for mm-hmm. some reason, one reason or another. But that doesn't happen. In, no, everyone in, is just everyone likes a football club yep, somehow. Yep, it's crazy. Okay, so meat is murder. Meat Wait a minute, is murder. hold up. Uh, we have two singles that we want to talk about before between that were released. Yeah, I don't even remember this. when things were released. Um, but. Heaven knows I'm miserable now was before. How soon is now? I think. Okay. And those were both before meat is murder. Gotcha. Um, well, I knew how soon as now was before Meet is murder because I'll get into this later. The, the American record label fucking blew. The, yeah, the American record label didn't know how to market the the, the uh, English records, and so they just did the, what they did with the Beatles, where they rearranged track listings and and it fucking sucks. Fucks the albums up. It completely fucked the but album. Anyway, up. Uh, just yeah, briefly, I guess. Um, I love both of these tracks. Yep. Um, particularly, I'm, I'm more fond of. I know Heaven. Or no, I know how soon is now is the more, I think highly regarded yeah. track. Um, but I really like Heaven Knows I'm Miserable. Now I love like the guitar figure. The yep. That's really yeah. And yep. um, quintessential Morrissey just going on about how you know I was happy when I was drunk because it made me let go of my inhibitions, <laughs> and now I regret that. Even though it was kind of cool, maybe I should do that more often. 
He also definitely got laid in the context of the song. Yeah. I got pussy while I was drunk. <laughs> Even though I thought I was gay. But heaven knows I'm definitely gay now. Sex is awful. I just fucking hate sex. It's not fun. It's just limbs and elbows and hair. And <laughs> just hair in your mouth. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, gross, nasty. Gross. Yeah, especially because, you know... When you're when you're drunk, you tend to sweat a lot, so it's fucking yeah. Anyway, mm. it's a good song. <laughs> yeah. I remember um Rock Show Belmont's Rock Showcase sophomore year, so November of twenty sixteen. Okay. Uh one of the bands their cover was Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. I'm surprised that got approved. Me too. But it was fucking great. It was honestly Who was it? I don't remember their name. That was the year no, that was the year before Sam Johnston. It. Yes. Uh Sam, yeah. Sam did Roses. Right. The pod with Sam Johnson is a great artist. He's awesome. Yeah. Lovely guy. And he did Roses by Outcast, which, which was, is also fun. That was like song. the most just just boss move. Yeah, I don't know how he got that approved. Either. I know. Like but he got like, went to the fucking <laughs> rock showcase and did Roses by Outcast. Like how did they cause you know they have to approve I just I I'm surprised they haven't gone like full fascist on that shit and just yeah. been like, no, there are literally like ten songs you can choose from. You can do, uh, you can do Paradise City. You can oh, do God. fucking Gimme Shelter. You can do uh, Take It Easy by the Eagles. Hotel California. <laughs> just, just the most generic fucking dad rock yeah. shit because you know that's what they were all listening well, to. Because it's rock showcase. You can do uh, Lithium by Nirvana. <laughs> You can do um, you can do that one song where Morrissey's going on about being sad. <laughs> what else came out in the eighties? Um, if you want to do some mild gender bending, you can do uh, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." That's it. That's it. Those are your choices. I wanted to do um, I wanted to do where the streets have no name. No, <laughs> nobody likes you two. That's not rock. That's not that's mom rock. I forget who <laughs> that's mom I forget rock. who we told me the here. story. Someone was at Curb Cafe and this guy I I'm assu- I I've always assumed since hearing the story that it was a joke. But apparently this guy was on stage and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I really ju- I just discovered this band and I'm really a big fan of them. So I th- I hope you really like this cover. It's from a band called U2 and it's like you better be joking, dude. This, is, this better be a fucking <laughs> That better be joke. a fucking joke. Knowing all the people that played at Curb Cafe probably, probably was not. not a joke, no. and it just wasn't funny. No. Um, but uh, I, f- I wish I could remember the name of the band that covered Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, because it was, it was a really good cover. My uh, fifth grade talent show, uh, we did uh, That's Just the Way We Roll by the Jonas Brothers. Oh, my God. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Nice. And it was funny because when you do it twice, once for like the the school and then later for the parents. Yeah. Um, And everyone at, you know, all the kids knew the Jonas Brothers song. So I had no idea what the fuck the U2 song was. And uh, then it was the opposite at night. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it was really, uh, I don't know how the, how the hell I convinced everyone to do that song. But either way. It um, worked. Yeah. Heaven Knows I'm Miserable is, uh, is, uh, is dope. I really appreciate. The baseline. Yeah, the bass line is is top notch, and mm-hmm. I I'm into the, the the chord progressions and that sort of shoegazy, uh, chorusy guitar effect is really beautiful and lush, and I'm uh, it, it fits Morrissey's voice really well. I think yeah. there are certain songs that fit his voice better than others. Oh, absolutely. There are definitely some absolutely. Smith songs where I'm like, could you just like 
sing differently. Yep. He's like, I literally can't. <laughs> Which is, you know, again, the Smith's lyrics in he, a nutshell. He really can't, though. Like, yeah. ev- like I don't know. E- even shit like, uh, <laughs> did you know he has a song called You're the One for Me, Fatty? I'm not fucking surprised. He does. <laughs> It's actually a really fucking good song. Okay. But like even that one, it's like he's trying to be more upbeat with it and his voice is still like, you're the one for me, fatty. It's like, shut Morrissey, please. Dude, just Please, dude. <laughs> just do, try harder. Do something to your <laughs> do voice. Do it differently. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, not a ton to say about that song. It's great though. Yeah, I it's really, a great fucking I song. really love it. Um, and I also love um, ha- uh, how soon is now? Yeah, which is a epic. Like it's one of their longest songs. Yeah, I think. I think it's like fucking almost seven minutes. It is. It's not as long. I yeah, think, it's six minutes forty five. I think Barbarism is their longest song. Uh, Barbarism is it's like six fifty seven. Six fifty four. Six fifty four. Yeah. So yeah. Either way, they yeah, it's got that wobbly guitar effect. I remember reading about how they did it and just not understanding yep. what the fuck they were talking Neither about. Neither do I. Um, it doesn't seem like that radical of a sound, but I guess no. back then, pre-digital, it was probably pretty pretty difficult and oh, yeah. made it a bitch to do live. But, yep. but it's it's the arrangement and so it's all the guitar lines and just that kind of incessant drone that the song mm-hmm. is built around that is fucking rad. Yep. Like it deserves all the acclaim it gets. Yep. Except for when the record label decided to just throw it in the middle of Meat is Murder for no goddamn reason. I am a record executive and I need my bonus. (laughs) (laughs) So we're putting the hit song on the album. (laughs) Did the Smiths ever really break here or were they kind of like the the oasis of their day where maybe they had a track here that they were fucking huge in England and then they just never really. Honestly, I, I don't know because there's only the five years of history to actually like look at, but I know they were fucking big on the East coast. Um, I don't know about everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And now Morrissey lives in like California or some shit. And they have, they had Morrissey day a few years ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. They were just like, "Oh yeah, we uh we're here to celebrate Morrissey." And it's like, "Okay." Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom comes out doing his Morrissey voice. <laughs> we are here to honor someone everyone hates because you voted for it for some reason in a referendum. <laughs> By the way, please don't recall me. Oh <laughs> uh, god, I think it was like Late 2017, so it was like right before he was running for governor, because mm-hmm. I think it was like the same day he played Hollywood Bowl, and I've never understood, like, I've never understood how Morrissey has gotten so famous from five years of work, and the band didn't do shit in the United States. It was just like Europe and the East yeah. Coast. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I think at this point he's kind of like coasting off of like, oh yeah, Morrissey. Um, yeah, okay. I know who this one. Yeah, I'll go to that. I don't no. know. I think it's, I don't know how to say he's coasting because he still works a lot. He puts out new music, but. Yeah, and he does, he has an insane following in the Hispanic community. And there was, I forget who wrote it. It was some article in the LA Times about like juggling Morrissey's politics with Morrissey's music. 
Yeah. And they well, they that's speci- a, that's a problem that a lot of people have. Oh yeah, with different uh, artists. Yeah, but they they were like specifically talking about you know because it was 2017. It's like how can you, as a Hispanic American, be so diehard on this dude who wants to close all borders of every single country and prevent anyone from coming in who wasn't born there? Yeah, and it's like I don't know. How- I don't remember the I don't remember what the what the gist of the article was, but like. How can you, as a black indigenous person of color, continue to go around talking about how you're headstrong and ready to take on anyone (laughs) when the lead singer of Trapped is constantly advocating for for white supremacy and normalizing the the ramblings of a fucking racist administration? See, I didn't even realize. I remember that Trapped kind of used that to like springboard their new album and no one knew they had a new album. Yeah. Well, that was weird. Props to them for coming out swinging. They were really, you know. They tried. They were headstrong and <laughs> ready to take on anyone. Uh, that riff is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was in like every single, every single MX versus ATV game. Oh, God. That song on oh, it. Oh, no. It's like, what's the soundtrack going to be? Well, better have trapped on better it. Better have time. trapped, dude. I swear to fucking god, <laughs> I'm boycotting Monster if they don't have trapped. And Monster doesn't even help produce the games, dude. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm headstrong and ready to take on anyone. <laughs> I could see Cardi B loving that song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if Cardi B would. <laughs> Would appreciate Headstrong by Trapped. Apparently everyone hates her. I love Cardi B. She's, I, yeah. I don't lo- I love her music. I do like WAP. I think it's actually good. Um, but I, I just love how unapologetically her she is. Like props yeah. to anyone oh, yeah. who can just be so like out there and on, and you know, uncompromising. And, yep. and also she fucking claps Candace's, uh, Candace's bullshit, yep. cheesy, pandering, grifting bullshit. And then, and then Ben Shapiro says some shit like, um, just like <laughs> Candace Owens uh, uh, ends Cardi B and it's hilarious. <clears throat> I'm Ben Shapiro. This is the Ben Shapiro show. Then like a Jimi Hendrix guitar chord. <laughs> <laughs> See, now lots I'm wondering. To to, lots to get to today. We're going to be talking, of course, about President Biden falling down the stairs three times trying to get on Air Force One. But first, uh, you're going to go bold, bald and your wife is going to leave you for her doctor friend, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need to talk to Keeps. That's all I got. Is that a real thing? I don't fucking know. I, I hope he, not. I'm sure he's sponsored by Keebs. Props uh, to all the all the uh, frontline workers, including Ben Shapiro's wife. I heard she had to, um, in order to be closer to her hospital, she was staying. Uh, she was staying at a hotel with her friend, uh, her doctor friend, uh, Tom, <laughs> so that they could, <laughs> so that they could go into the they could go into the hospital on short notice if needed. She spent a lot of nights there last year with no. with him. So. And props to Ben, too, for taking it like a champ or like a bitch, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Biden was, like, campaigning. He saw that, like, Morrissey Day in Los Angeles was a big thing. Yep. And, and Biden's like, we're going to do, we're gonna do Morrissey Day nationwide. All year. Nationwide. All year long. It's a type of victory. <laughs> it's a victory. <laughs> All right, we got to give a shout out to Comtown for the victory joke. Yeah. That's where that came from. Yeah. The victory joke. <laughs> Nick, it's a form of victory. Yeah. Um, if if you're 
very, very uh, difficult to trigger. Go ahead and check out Cometown. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Some of it's really it's, weird. It's really not, uh, you know. You talk about like how you can justify being a, um, a progressive, politically progressive person with uh, while liking Morrissey's music. Yeah. For me, it's like how do I consider myself, you know, a fairly progressive young person and listen to Come Down still? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what, what my place is in this. Right. It's difficult. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, we're gonna do Morrissey. Murder. We're gonna Morrissey every day. Every day he's gonna be Morrissey. Day. We're gonna listen to me as murder. Every single day. We're going to play Me and His Murder to the animals in the slaughterhouses. <laughs> me and His Murder. Me and His Murder. <laughs> There's so many things that I had to cut out of this. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're going to have a fun we're time. We're 48 minutes. This is like, uh, we were already done by done with Whiplash at this point. In the yeah, game, exactly. You know? I thought this was going to be a short episode. Fuck. Nah. nah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, let's... But bust through this because I got to get to Qdo before it closes, which is at eight. Oh shit! Okay. So, um, <laughs> meat is murder. Meat is murder. Um, I don't agree with that, but either way, this is no. a, the big step in the right direction. I think. Um, I I still don't love this record. There are okay. a lot of tracks on here that I really enjoy, and it kicks off with a fucking banger. Yeah, I think it does. Headmaster Rituals is uh, as good as anything on the first record, including. Uh, this charming man. The Radiohead cover of it is fucking awesome. Yeah, too. the Headmaster Ritual is my favorite Smith song, and that's partially because it's the song that introduced me to the Smiths mm-hmm. through um, Psych. Oh, really? Yeah, they yeah. use it in an episode of Psych, and I was like, "That song kicks ass." What's it called? <laughs> I love like non non word yeah. melodies. Yeah. Big mouth, strong skin. Um, but yeah, like like everything. Uh, honestly, everything about Meat is Murder except the title track is like. You don't like the title track? It's you know it's grown on me a lot. Yeah. Over the over the years, but like, it's still to me the the weakest written song. Like the music of it is really cool, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There, there's just. I, I would prefer to listen to everything else on the album above it. Yeah, I think I I really enjoy the title track mostly because I, you mentioned you like the music. I think it's awesome. Like, yeah. I, I love like those reversed piano yep. plucks, p- piano notes, and yep. the the way it kind of builds into this really gloomy like. And we talked about Morrissey's voice fitting. Yeah, it fits, it fits really, really well. well on yeah. this one, and I like the melody. And I haven't read into the lyrics too much, but obviously, it's a you know vegetarian track. Yeah, it's very. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's it. I think it's well put together and packaged in terms of having a consistent tone and point to it. That yeah. is, um, you know, it, the the lyrics benefit the music and vice versa. Yeah, and he 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 did that at Firefly 2015, and if I had been more of a fan at that point. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been like, holy shit, he's actually doing this because I don't know how many times he's performed it live, but I can't imagine it's outside of the Smiths very high. Cause it's like, it's just, it's a real downer. It really <laughs> it's is. A real it's a real downer. Quest- questionable way to do it. How many yeah. times has he done it? He's done it 388 times. Oh really? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It does seem like one that he would kind of say for the, uh, he also played Stop Me If You Think You've Heard This One Before and What She Said at that show. Yes. He closed with What She Said. Yeah, that was really cool. Kind of a questionable thing to close with. I do like yeah. that song. but yeah, It I mean, was weird to close, but 
I don't know what was. Can weirder. any of the members please just bring back Barbarism Begins at Home? Yes. For fuck's sake. Yeah. It's it's, it's it, it, that that is my second favorite on this album, mm-hmm. and that's saying a lot because I I don't know. Like if I'm if I'm feeling really sad, you got that joke isn't funny anymore, and well, I wonder if you're feeling like mm-hmm. really upbeat, but also kind of sad. You got I want the one I can't have, which the um the like guitar walk down kind of thing in the bridge of I want the one I can't have. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that. Like I, I just love Johnny Marr's guitar tone on that. It's I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, there's it's fucking awesome. I think it, all around, like everyone brings their brings their maybe not their A game, but like it steps it up on this record a yeah, lot. Yeah, for and sure. The track listing is a lot tighter. It yep. feels you know it's one of those forty minutes feels like thirty. But yep. there are I th- I have a similar problem in that there are certain tracks that I think wear out their welcome where they have they get into a groove and I'm like if you cut it like maybe thirty seconds earlier, like like uh, uh, Rusholm Ruffians. Okay. However the fuck you say that. I think it's Russell. Rush Russell Murphy and uh, I tried twice, whatever. <laughs> oh um, well. Like I like that. But yeah. then it just uh, it goes a little overboard with it at the end. The I think last it, night of the fair. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit by the big wheel. By the big wheel. Generator. Driven by Stewie Griffin. <laughs> um it's not bad by any means like i don't think there are any like straight up weak tracks on here um yeah i, I do i do love i want the one i can't have yep. i think that like is the second poppiest thing well it's kind of like the um this charming man of this, of this record, record that yeah. is like really upbeat and kind of fun yeah um even while I, still being like gloomy yeah and i do you say gloomy i love like the downtrodden like kind of easygoing um, but sort of sinister aspects of, of well, I wonder what yeah. I think lends really nicely to like when it, when it does kind of like resolve at the end yeah. and then you just get the down, 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 Yeah. It's a great going into barbarism. It's a good transition. It's fucking great. Um, it, it feels like they vary up like the way they structure songs a lot more on this, on this record. And it doesn't have any stretches, but it feels like they're repeating themselves at all. Um, you know, from song to song, within songs, as yep. I mentioned, there are a, a few yeah. points where it feels like it gets a little redundant and a little overdrawn. But there are, there aren't really any moments where I I, I feel like the album is is doesn't have anything to say or it runs out of anything to say musically or lyrically. Yeah. It's a really uh, it's a it's a really strong record. It's yeah, good, it is. It's a great record. It's a big step up from the first one. Too. Yes, and I it's I I'm. The with nowhere fast, um, it's really funny how the whole point of the song is just like, hey, like I'm gonna be a fucking asshole. That's mm-hmm. fine. And then at the end, it's just when I'm lying in my bed, I think about life and I think about death, and neither one particularly appeals to me. It's like, what the fuck? Well, buddy, I have some bad news <laughs> for some you. Bad news. Life and death are both. It's a binary. Yep. You can't have one without the other. And there, there was um, when I was first like really getting into the Smiths uh, in college, there, there was um, there was a whole. I don't know if it was like Reddit or Tumblr or some shit. I've never had a Tumblr, but it was, like, it was probably Tumblr. It was probably Tumblr, Smith, but like probably Tumblr. But the um, <laughs> there they took like cells from Charlie Brown cartoons. 
and just put them put Smith's lyrics in them mm-hmm. and it's, it makes Charlie Brown so much more depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I found it, I thought it was fucking hilarious. She's the little redhead but, girl. And he's just like, I want the one I can't have. Yeah, pretty much. And I feel like a blockhead. <laughs> uh, Lu- Lucy's just like, uh, Lu- Lucy is definitely big mouth, right? Oh, it gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Is she the one who pulls the fucking Yeah. Uh, she's football the one who pulls out? the football. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Bitch. Lucy, you're gonna hold that football. Yes, you're yeah. not gonna move it. <laughs> He's like flying through the air and, and just going big mouth. God, that fucking bitch got me again. Why I do just, I keep doing this? I, I what about Charlie XCX Brown? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Charlie Brown, but he's all like, it's like a hyper pop version of it. Like imagine like what, like uh, a promising young woman kind of esque episode of Charlie Brown. That would be fucking tight. Yeah. Not necessarily in plot. It doesn't need to be like a rape revenge right, thing, yeah, but yeah. it could be like a, um, like Charlie XCX is a guest. She comes to town. They're all going to her concert, but it's like a girl, like a little girl version yeah, of Charlie right. XCX, you know, like a pop star at their age comes around, which is, uh. You know, questionable ethically for sure. Yeah. Um, but this is the Smiths episode, so we're riding right. that line. <laughs> we're riding the that whole line. Time. Mm. Yeah. I do not advocate for sexualizing children at all. It's fucked up. It's gross. Yep. Um where we go one, we we go all. <laughs> it's a QAnon thing. Oh no. Did you not know that? I did not know that. That's why there's a oh, how do I mention this without um there's a certain person that we we graduated with or we went to school with um, who was a QAnoner, and she also tends to uh, ask ridiculous fucking questions on Facebook and get laughed oh. at by the Yeah, and so that's where I found out. That's where I really started to like figure out what QAnon was. Okay. Is when she posted, like, uh, their symbolism will be their downfall, hashtag WWG, or no, WW. G one W G A, which is where we go one, we go all. I think that's right. Yeah. Jesus. Uh yeah. And that's what made me like actually kind of like dig into like what the fuck is this dumbass conspiracy theory? Yeah. And you know, it'd be funny if it wasn't having like an actual impact on the right. world. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was funny when it was just a couple like crazy fucking dumbasses now, on 4chan. But now there is are Morrissey. F- there are QAnoners. QAnon. In, there are QAnoners in Congress and it's fucking terrifying, honestly. Yes. Because, you know, you let all that open land vote and then the five fucking hillbillies who decide to come vote vote for, you know, Neanderthal looking pieces of shit. Anyway, yep. um, it was more CQ and more yeah. CQ and oh, definitely. Probably. Definitely, yeah. But, but he, like, he, he's doing, he's not doing it out of some like, ver- like, um, you know, misinformed virtuous bullshit. He's doing it because he actually thinks like, <laughs> you know, he actually believes that there's like a child sex slave being done in the basement of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Which there probably is, but not in the way QAnon no. thinks. No, Um, but um, back to Meet is Murder. It's a good um, album. It's a great album. And I'm trying to remember if it breaks uh, at the five or the if, at, between the four and the five or the five and the six, because I have it on vinyl. Um, and I should have grabbed that before we were recording this, but I didn't. And, you know, they tried to shoehorn How Soon Is Now between That Joke Isn't Funny Anymore and Nowhere Fast. And it's like that. That's terrible. Yeah, that's stupid. That's fucking bad. Uh, it's it breaks at five. Breaks at five. So, That's what so I thought. So nowhere but, fast is the first yeah, track of side two, which makes sense, breaks especially after when you five. Yeah, when you look at the when you look at the um, 
the you know the last two songs being long as hell mm-hmm. it makes sense but i just didn't want to be wrong um yeah that's never fun yeah no it's not especially when it's recorded yeah <laughs> and going out to the and, world yeah and you have to listen back and you're like ah shit i was wrong about that <laughs> That's happened to me before on this. I don't remember what I was wrong about, but yeah. I just remember listening back and being like, fuck. Yeah, me calling Whiplash an art house film was questionable for sure. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's proof that art house films don't need to be, you know, pretentious bullshit or don't need, or can't be mainstream. <laughs> Oops. I, I get what I was going for, but. Yeah. I just noticed. No soundboard. Yeah, I didn't feel like getting it together. That's fair. <laughs> I uh, can respect that. Uh, anyway, Meet is Murder, good album. Meet is Murder, great album. Really love it. Big step in the right direction. My personal uh, favorite. It is Andrew's personal favorite. Uh, Followed very closely. My personal favorite. Um, I don't remember when we have two other singles that we want to talk about, but I don't remember. I don't remember when they were released. Fuck it. We'll talk about them after this album. Yeah. Um, uh, the Queen is Dead, released in 1986. Um, yeah. I'd say it's a about equally as iconic as Meat is Murder. I don't yeah, think either sure. of them are more so than the other. No. Um, I will say, though, most, if you go to a record store that sells posters or like one of those weird used record store places in a mall that have like video games and records and sweet, mostly CDs, but then they have that bin of posters that's that are like mass produced. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly it's Meat is Murder on the yeah. Smiths posters. But okay. Well, I think, I think with this album, it gets a little bit uh, bigger in terms yep. of sound. Yep. And they start to. Uh, well, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but um, <laughs> there is a light. It is. It feels like kind of the the grand like um, testing ground for uh, Strange Ways, which for me I, I think is like their their biggest sounding album. It feels like the production is the cleanest and the most then modern um yeah th- this feels like um a natural channel between meat is murder and strange ways but it, it is definitely its own standalone um, for sure a- achievement and i think it's uh there really is not uh, a weak track on here at no. all like from the and there are some uh, some of their most fun yeah moments on here like just purely musically again the lyrics you know you, you can always find something kind of morose and yeah and miserable in in morrissey's <laughs> like, lyrics but I've, like if you're not like if you're not fucking throwing it back to frankly mr shakely <laughs> yeah, then, then, then what are you doing what are, what are you doing with your life this is where like i start to think like ah this is what they mean by british music yeah 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 and that happens sometimes on like blur records too where yeah. like they're just like park life is so unabashedly like british the most british yep. shit ever Especially, and then you see um, uh, Blur at Glastonbury 09. <laughs> and it's just like. And they're doing park life, and it's just a field full of British people. Americans tend to think of British people as posh, and then that that happens. Yep. <laughs> it's not at all. They're just like sweating their asses off in a field. Oh, that paper. <laughs> so many people. And their their status as a huge influence on so many of the bands that that we love that came out in the '90s and the 2000s, yep. um, it continues. I, I I mentioned that Radiohead's cover of a uh, Headmaster Ritual, which like once I heard them doing that song, I'm like, yeah, it does just sound like a Radiohead song actually. No, no. <laughs> like it sounds like you could slot it as a B side on like any number of their records. Yep. Um, Especially like that that vocal bit, the like that's yeah. like perfect for Tom York yep. to sing. And there's a lot of elements of this 
album that feel like they continue to kind of lay the groundwork for not only themselves but for other bands to come yeah like the title track itself as an opener is you you called this album bigger mm-hmm. in terms sonically bigger that i think you know there's a lot of grandiose moments i think the biggest sound is on the title track just because you got the fucking toms going yeah. nuts um and then you know you get into the grandiosity of there is a light that never goes out i think it's funny that they chose to end the album with a song about tits yes <laughs> and like, uh, i would call it awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's just like but funny know, sure jo- yeah. johnny marr made like one of the coolest fucking things he ever did and then morrissey was like i got this i want to end it with the some song. girls are bigger than others like what wait hold, you got to imagine morrissey i thought that- it was trying to be a gay band right <laughs> I changed my mind. Changed the mind. I guess I'm just confused. <laughs> that really shouldn't surprise you, Johnny. <laughs> but it's really funny that, like, you know, everything that is really sad is just over with by track five. Like, there's there still, there's still, like, a little it's, sad. it's a little sad, but I mean, like, depressing. Yeah. Like, with Meet is Murder and um, the self titled, like, towards the end, they get mm. really, really fucking sad. Yeah, really dark. And then here they were like, you know what? Let's do that at the beginning and then fucking hit them with Cemetery Gates, Big Mouth, The Boy with a Thorn in His Side, Vicar in a Tutu, and then get a little bit sad with There is a Light That Never Goes Out, but not as dark as you know meet as murder or suffer little children or i know it's over never had like you know if you think about suicide pact like it it is it's not it's a a dark concept at its core but like hey at least you have someone there to kill yourself with yeah like (laughs) and, and it's like i don't know it's it's one of those things that is so beautifully depressing mm-hmm the arrangement is, is so gorgeous. Yeah. Like the little yeah. flute line that doo, 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 yeah. Doo, doo. Yeah, yep. that's in there in the back. Like every everything about that song is just, is every Tumblr girl's wet dream, but like it's also it's my good. wet dream, so yeah, I'm not gonna shit on him for it. Yeah, I'm not gonna shit on him too bad because it's, it's good. Oh, uh, it's so good. And then it's just the intro of some girls are bigger than others with like the fade in and then a fade back and then the fade back in. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. It's they really should cool. have no. They should have closed with "There Is Light." They really that should have. have. I think yeah. some girls should have gone like after "I Know It's Over." Yeah, or something like that. I mean, probably I, after "Never Had No One Ever." I the I, I think "Ever Had No One Ever" is probably the weakest song on here for me, mostly because it's the one that I'm struggling to recall the most. Oh, that that's the one with the um. When you walk without ease. On these, yeah. See, it's still not yeah. coming. Back okay, here. fair enough. But yeah, I fucking love that song. I, I love the opening three, and then I really enjoy Cemetery Gates. And did they spell cemetery different? Than they did. Do? Uh, they did. Fucking. I, I don't know. Cunts. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a British thing or if it's just Honestly, the Smiths trying to be thing. like, oh, we're pronouncing it cemetery. It's a British thing. So we're gonna just take out the extra e. Yeah, um, but like from Big Mouth to There Is a Light I, I, are all fantastic. Like that's yeah. that one of those moments where I just I kind of like tied those four songs together. I'm like, this is the core of the record yep. that I fucking love. Yep. And then I would just try to like, let's see if we can get it to five songs. Yeah. And so I, I I was listening to some girls and 
And it's like, yeah, that's great. Like it's not, I don't think it's on the same level as the other four, but like, right. yeah, I enjoy that. And that's one of those ones where once you find a couple songs that you can really like gravitate towards the album for, mm-hmm. you sort of start to like get clues of where you can get in on the other songs that maybe aren't doing just as much for you. And then, yeah. but over time it starts to grow on you. And by the time you know it, it's like, you love the whole record. Yeah. And that, that's what happened to me with meat is murder is mm-hmm. like, you have the, um, the run of headmaster ritual, Russ home ruffians. I want the one I can't have. And then what she said needed to grow on me. But then it's like, that joke isn't funny anymore. Nowhere fast. Well, I wonder barbarism meat is murder. And it's like mm-hmm. meat is murder is the only one that didn't get it for me. Yeah. But like after a bunch of repeated listenings, they've grown on me so much that I'm like, yeah, no, that whole thing is completely memorable. No skips. Mm-hmm. And on the queen is dead. The only one, and it's it's really funny because listening to it for this, uh, I was like, wait, no, this song kicks ass. I used to not like Vicar in a tutu. I can I, I can totally see why someone might not. Yeah, I I, I it's very I, zany. It is, and I used to be like, it doesn't fit the rest of the album, especially because like the boy with the thorn. It, it was in between the boy with the thorn in his side, and there is a light that never goes out. And I was like, I don't know if that works. But listening through it for this, I was like, oh no. No, that's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to single out like highlights because, yeah, it, because it, Boy with the Thorn in His Side for me was th- was the moment. I, I think There Is a Light is the top song of theirs on Apple Music. So like I, I, that, that I would believe. Yeah, that. I had naturally kind of like zeroed in focused on that one, like trying yeah. to think, but it didn't quite get to me at yep. first. It was Boy, Boy with the Thorn in His Side that for me. I hit. I heard the. Uh, it's just. It's just the, the melodic bit. The still they don't believe me. Yeah. Which reminds me of the. My car is in the front yard <laughs> and I <laughs> sleeping with my clothes. I on. didn't make that connection until just now. The Smiths are at my front door <laughs> and I'm going to get killed by Morrissey. <laughs> Cause I was grilling hot dogs last night. <laughs> now I'm gone. Gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> the light is going out now. <laughs> but I, I love that melody and it fits Morrissey's voice so yep. well. Another one. Um, and Vicar in a tutu, like it just kind of naturally stood out to me because it's got that jaunty again, super yep. British, like kind of pairs nicely with Shankly, Mr. Shankly, Mr. Frankly, Mr. Kankly. <laughs> it's Morrissey's fat shaming song. <laughs> Frankly, Mr. Kankly, your weight is puzzling. <laughs> I'm concerned for your health and your mother's uh. well-being. Um, but yeah, so Vicar in a Tutu was not hard for me to wrap my head around. It's because it stands out so much and it's it's so fun. Yeah. Um, there is a light. It it was again. It there's like that just that one melodic moment that for me kind of like made me latch onto the song, keep going back to it, and, and get to the point where I love it, which was is is the chorus. The uh, yeah. And if a tent on crashes into us, to die by your side. Yeah, like yeah. that's awesome. Like that's a that's a fucking beautiful the thing, and, and the lyrics too are like yeah, you know it, it's I think Morrissey really playing to his strengths, and you know we joke and meme on how much of a fucking you know sad boy, sad boy. Like yeah, the, how he's the poster child for yeah. sad boys. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's where I think where he kind of shines through is he plays to his strengths and he leans into that thing that he does so much and does so so well is kind of making it like a triumphant emotional connection of you know. 
uh, troubled souls tied at the hip rather than, you know, being emotionally isolated alone, being emotionally isolated with someone else, yeah. you know, and having a sadness that's shared rather than uh, that just kind of alienates you entirely. Yeah. And the musical moment in There's a Light That Never Goes Out that brings me back every fucking time is the flute thing at the end with mm-hmm. the do 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 I fucking love that shit. And it's funny that the boy with the thorn in his side is the one that resonated with you most right away because for me, it was it was definitely there was a light, but um, the first time I ever actually took Record Store Day seriously was when the boy with the thorn in his side was being released as a 45. Ooh. I don't even remember what the B side was, but it was like... <laughs> I needed to fucking get it because the Smiths mm-hmm. and then I don't know who pressed it, but they had whoever pressed it like etch into every single one. Trump will kill America. I was like, respect. Well, yeah, you <laughs> know, going, they, man. they have a point, <laughs> you know, they, he came they do kind have of a close. Point. They yeah. literally took the flag down from the Capitol and put up a Trump one. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, but, but yeah, I don't know. The queen is dead. Everything about this album. Um, I, I would agree that like never had no one ever is probably the weakest song. I still fucking love it, but like I'm alone. Yeah, see, even listening yeah. to it, I'm like, I can't recall. See, I, I I don't know. I fucking I fucking love that shit. But it definitely is the weakest song on the album. Mm-hmm. It's the one that, you know, if I didn't enjoy it so much, I would probably on repeated listens, not for any analytical purpose, be like, yeah, I don't need to listen to that. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, I fucking love that song. I do think um, one of the stronger aspects of this album is, is again, the it doesn't, unlike the first record and a, a little bit more like Meet is Murder, it doesn't feel like it's repeating itself at any point. Yep. And I, you know, Morrissey is known to have like really loved... Um, a lot of like girl band songs from the sixties. Okay, you know, uh, I think he he made Johnny cover do a cover of "I Want a Boy for My Birthday," <laughs> like on okay. the first like one of their first demos. Nice. Um, and you can really hear that on "I Know It's Over." It does yeah. feel like one of those kind of like unchained melody, yep. Di- like Diana Ross type songs, yep. like that. Oh, lover. I don't know if I can handle being emotionally tied to someone that isn't myself. And then at the end of the album, he's like, no, I can do that, but let's die. And also your tits aren't big enough. <laughs> Some boys have gay songs with others. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, yes. Uh, yeah, and it's a really, like, well-achieved like uh update to those kinds of songs those sort of swing songs from the not swing like those songs from the 50s you know that are in like six eight kind of like the doo-wop shit yeah a little like doo-wop-y and uh, then you know they don't do the you know the the backing vocals that like make that kind of a signature thing but yeah um yeah it's it fits with the kind of the Smiths thing. Yep. It's their MO and it's, no. it's them taking one of those songs and making it their own. You know, how can we do that with what we do? Right. Um, and that's really this whole album, I think. And it's also like, and I don't want to single out the, uh, the, the opening track because it feels very much like a moment that you might be wondering like, okay, me murder was great. You know, 
can they follow it up properly? And, and it definitely like piques your interest immediately because it starts with that sample. Yeah. Um, which I assume is like from a TV show or something or a speech. I I'm have no sure. idea. It like it it very well could be just one of those like British standards that yeah. don't that doesn't mean the same thing to us. Yeah, and either way it's very but then the drums come in and the yeah. dun, 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 dun. it's a great way to start yeah. the record and like, like, it, like okay, this is gonna yeah, be cool. if if you're listening, like if you start off with the self titled like everyone did in what was it, eighty four? Yeah. Yeah, if you start off with that and you get to the start of The Queen is Dead, you're just like, oh. Oh, shit. Okay, so... Maybe the first one was the fluke. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. like, even Meat is Murder, you can listen to, and, yeah, it has barbarism, and you're like, okay, great, awesome, but it doesn't hit you, like... It doesn't, it doesn't like, pull you in before punching you. Mm -hmm. Barbarism begins at home, just, like, punches you in the face and just keeps going. Yeah. But uh, the queen is dead is like, oh, what the fuck are they doing? And then the toms start and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. It's okay. Got, it's got the great line where he, I think he like meets the queen. And she's like, I know you and you can't sing. He's like, that's nothing. You, you should hear, hear me, me play, play piano. piano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. And then like. Okay. I, I'll give you that one more. See, I fucking right. love, especially because like, I don't know, it, it, it all boiled back to the surface because of the whole Meghan Markle, Prince Harry interview thing. Mm-hmm. But like the whole, Charles, don't you ever crave to appear on the front of the Daily Mail dressed in your mother's bridal veil? It's like ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> bitch, <laughs> you son of a bitch, you son of a don't go after the queen like that. The queen seems now. Cool. I might actually be mishearing because I never actually looked up the words for this. But like I originally thought it was child. And then when I was listening to it today, I heard Charles, and I, I was like, Charles. "Is it Charles?" I think it's Charles. I, I'm pretty sure it's Charles yeah. because he like we Morrissey, could look it up, but, Morrissey you know. is very pointed with shit like that. Yeah, so. he's not gonna like just not say yeah. the name because yeah. he's shy. Exactly. <laughs> For fuck's sake, spent the day in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So great record. It's my favorite yep. record of theirs. Um. Very close second favorite for me. Uh. There are a couple singles that we're going to talk about now that I don't, yeah. again, I'm not sure when they came out uh, relative to uh, Strange Ways Here We Come, but uh, the first one is Panic, which yep. I first, might have been the first Smith song I ever heard. Really? Because I mentioned to you it was in Shaun of the Dead, and it's yeah. it's literally in it for like one second. Like okay. it's a split thing on the TV. It's a really funny bit that they're doing, but okay. like, you just hear the panic on the streets of London, and they change the channel. Nice. Um, and yeah, I fucking love this song. Yeah. Like, I, 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 there was some controversy around it because it didn't speci specify that he's saying like a radio DJ and some uh, people might have taken it as sort of like a, an, like a revival of the whole disco sucks thing, which was yeah. just really thinly veiled homophobia and racism back right. in the seventies. Yeah. Um, and that was really, uh, I, I get why people were mad about that actually yeah, i can see yeah. why that would be controversial i don't think that's necessarily unfounded um especially with some of the shit that morrissey <laughs> has said in, yeah in, at other times but yeah. i i just love the, i just love the uh the energy of the track and mm -hmm. the really um you know it, and it's morrissey being miserable in a kind of new way yeah where he's being critical of the of the cultural landscape a little bit you yep. know the the music that they constantly play it says nothing to me about my life yeah and I love the the ending with all the, the, the children's choir. And yeah. the, hang the DJ, hang the DJ. 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, like, I personally, if I had to choose um, between, like, because I sent you the list of, like, what I would talk about, mm-hmm. um, Money Changes Everything is an instrumental only from, yeah. like, from the Queen is Dead era, which is why I wanted to bring it up, because, like, there's only three fully instrumental tracks. Mm-hmm. But, um, but if I had to pick between, like, Panic and Ask, I would personally go with Ask. Okay. But I like I, I like yeah, it. I listened to but, it a couple times. But like Panic is I, I understand where Panic actually plays more into the Smiths history mm-hmm. and just the Smiths landscape, if you will, because it's one of the like it has that line you just mentioned about like, you know, the music they constantly play says nothing to me about my life. And that I We aren't like we aren't like pop pop uh you know we aren't anti-pop or anything. Here, yeah. Yeah, yeah we like you know we do fucking love listen pop. to our our, our uh, 2020 wrap-up okay we, yeah <laughs> our, our, the final song final album we listened to was fucking uh future nostalgia future nostalgia <laughs> and i spoiler alert it was in my top 10 i fucking love that record too. yeah so it i don't barely want to missed my like, top 10 but like yeah yeah it, it, so we're not anti-pop here no we but did it's, we did a fucking taylor swift episode yeah <laughs> but it's it's just one of those things that like you know especially I, I will take a shot, not at pop, but at country. Like you listen to radio in Nashville and it's just a lot of the same shit over and over. That's like, it doesn't say anything. No, it, says, it doesn't say anything at all. Like not, Oh, it doesn't say anything just to me. Like it doesn't say yeah. anything. That's a good, that's actually a good, like kind of pivot point for that is where you can't, I can look, listen to, cause I work on Broadway and I hear yeah. so much country music all the time and yeah. it's very, you know, it, it connects to a lot of people and I guess props to them for that. But to me, it's more, it, I don't know. It, it says, it does say ver- most songs. There are definitely yeah. some songs that I enjoy and that are, that are good. There's, I think, you know, for a lot of anti-country people, there, there's more good country music nowadays than people oh, yeah, tend for to sure. acknowledge. Like even in the mainstream, I think there is some good country stuff, but there's also a fuckload of trash that just says nothing to me yep. about my life. Yep. And yep. I can't understand how people become so beholden to these platitudes and that they that like these just generic lifeless songs that say nothing to me about my life and say yeah. nothing about anything. Like there's a song called um Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs. Okay. And Luke Combs is like the biggest thing in country music right now. He, okay. like, I think every single one of his singles has gone to number one. Well, there was a new big thing in country music. Oh. And then he said the N-word yeah. very publicly, they were very kind, loudly. Yeah. <laughs> is it the Wallen word? <laughs> the Wallen word. <laughs> Yeah, and they go. They're gonna. They're gonna go to the CMAs, and everyone's gonna say the N word during their speech. Just a show of solidarity. Oh solidarity. no! You're not a lot. I mean, a lot of bars don't have, speak it into an existence. A lot, a lot of, of people will do that. A lot of uh, bars downtown have like stopped people from playing Morgan Wallen songs. That's like, good. Like my place, like doesn't, and a lot of people still request it. Right. It's like you know, and some bartenders are like, yeah, he shouldn't have said that, but also I don't really want to like. I'm not into cancel culture. I'm like, well. uh, I'm not into just kind of normalizing right. people's yeah. use of like extremely painful language like that. Yep. And if you just slap him on the wrist, it doesn't teach anyone anything. It, exactly. It just makes it more okay for the next person to do it. So, yep. um, sorry if you don't get to hear whiskey glasses anymore. Oh, but no. anyway, I was saying Luke Combs is a song called beautiful crazy. That's supposed to be about like a girl who's like out there and, and you know, she's weird, but like, that's what he loves about her. And like, it's just the most lazily written shit because nothing that he says in the song 
is that crazy? Right. Like nothing is that like nothing about the girl. He's like, her day starts with a coffee and ends with the wine takes forever to get ready. And she's never on time for anything. It's like, that's not weird. It's the most <laughs> no, basic shit. Yeah. And, and especially like, Oh, she drinks coffee in the morning. Like what? So of course, basically what we're saying is hang the DJ hang. in Nashville. <laughs> Burn down Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> well, we almost got flooded, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that would have been cool. Yeah, just, it, it fucking uh, every building on Music Row was somehow destroyed, and the rest of the city was fine. <laughs> Morrissey's just looking at the camera, like hang the, the DJ. DJ, hang. I gotta get a shirt that just says "Hang the DJ" a bunch. Yeah, times. Just wear it to work. And then uh, shoplifters of the world unite is the other one. Yeah. Um, because it don't ha- you mean Trump shifters? What the fuck? I don't even know what he meant by what that. Is he trying to do? Like he literally he changed the cover art. Um, like he made a picture out of one of his albums cover art of him like holding a baby, and he put Trump's face on the baby. And I was like, that's all you needed to do. Yeah, that's you literally better. just you needed to have that background and just sing shoplifters normally. But instead, you were like, "I'm gonna real nail the really nail it's the point of, home." It's one of the more uh, raucous songs, yep. I guess. It's oh, yeah. it's a little closer to hard rock for them. Um, yep. And I just like the title. Nah. <laughs> I nah. just think the title is fucking great. Like nah. I love that sort of, uh, you know, it makes me think of like the Amazon Union Union vote that's happening today. <laughs> oh which God! I'm excited to see what the result of that is. Have you but seen what's been going on with their fucking their Twitter PR page? Twitter? Yeah, they're it's just their going PR off. Twitter. Oh my God! It's gonna be so fun <laughs> if they if like they unionize anyway and then Amazon just falls apart, which isn't gonna happen, but it'd be no. hilarious. Yeah. Hang me, PJ. Um. Hang Jeff Bezos. Hang Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Hang Teresa. <laughs> Teresa May, right? Hang oh, Margaret yeah, yeah. Thatcher. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a good song. I don't have too much to say about yeah, it. I really but don't I, either. Um, it seems like it's one of the favorites for Morrissey. He plays yeah. it a lot. Yeah, he does. We're mentioning Morrissey a lot. Well, <laughs> we I haven't mean, talked about Johnny. Let's 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 be real here. As someone who's seen both of them live, like Morrissey puts on a better show. Johnny Marr is kind of just like there and Mm -hmm. his voice is fine. Like he has a decent enough voice, but you hear Johnny Marr do. And we, we actually left before the encore just because it was like kind of boring. Um, but you hear him do like the headmaster ritual and it's not the same at all Mm -hmm. because it's just not Morrissey's voice. And then good segue into strange ways you hear him do stop um you hear him do last night i dreamt that somebody loved me and you're like this isn't as sad yeah this this is not as soul crushing as when morrissey sings it it's just and like musically musically johnny marr i think is one of the best like writers like music writers of the 80s but it hasn't really translated all that well to him, like in, in his solo career. Yeah, and I think um, <clears throat> he's a great guitarist. He's a great oh, yeah. instrumentalist. Um, but yeah, Morrissey's the one who's the most no. They have a great rhythm section too. Like that's something yeah. I noticed in that video I was watching from the Meet His Murder tour. Like they're they're a really good like tight band. Yeah, well, it it's, was and it's Andy and Mike. Yeah, Mike Joyce. Mike Joyce. I always forget Andy Rourke. Andy Rourke. I always remember Rourke, but I never forget. I never remember Joyce. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and Andy Rourke and Mike Joyce. Well, it, it's um, probably, I guess, the time to move on to the last one. Strange, yeah, that's, that's why I was like, become. segue. Um, yeah, because then they just all sued each other afterwards. Yeah. Funny shit, man. That's <laughs> why you don't start a band with Morrissey, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, uh, Andy Rourke fucking, like, settled immediately when for like yeah like, he was just like, like i have no money i need the 83,000 pounds i'll take 10% that's fine <laughs> it's like it's like and then mike joyce was like i'm not fucking settling it was like uh like at the end of Shawshank Redemption which we watched the other day yes <laughs> i wasn't there to see it but i heard andy Rourke cried like a little baby when he settled for 83,000 pounds and 10% of royalties <laughs> mike joyce had no intention of settling that easily <laughs> 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 Mike Joyce just shoots himself. <laughs> just shh, make it easy for yourself, Mike. <laughs> I like to think the last thing that went through his head, other than that bullet, was how the hell Morrissey, Morrissey ever got the best of him. <laughs> <laughs> Morrissey like walks into a fucking bank and takes all the Smiths money out. <laughs> he like walks out just like. <laughs> We're sorry to be and he, he doesn't even come up with like a fake name. He just flips his own name. Yeah. It's like, well, we're sorry to be leaving. We're sorry to be uh, losing your business, Mr. Patrick. <laughs> Thank you. Patrick Morrissey. <laughs> Stephen Patrick Morrissey. Patrick Stephen Morrissey. He, he just goes, he just fucking goes like, Mr. Morrissey. Oh, my visited. name is uh, Morrissey Stephen Patrick. <laughs> Mr. Morrissey visited over 15,000 banks in the UK that morning. <laughs> All told, he blew town with more than $400 million in Smith's royalty money. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny March is driving down the West Coast to Morrissey's house, (laughs) and they finally start making out when they see each other. (laughs) Oh, man. Still they don't believe me. (laughs) So, Strange Ways, here we come. The final record. Kind of sad that it's the last one. Are you not a fan of it? It's, It's very good. I love it. it. it I think it's great. It it grew on me a lot over the last month of listening to it, but it, it's still, I don't know. It's, it's a weird way for them to go out. Just kind of like with, um, with, you know, if, if three fifteen twenty is the last proper childish Gambino album we get, that's going to be really weird. It would be weird. Yeah. And it's the same thing for me with strange ways. It's like that, like at least with 31520 5349 is just a banger of a closer and on this it's like I won't share you is I don't know it's it's not terrible I, it's not great I to thought me. it was a fitting ending It eh. I think I think well, I'll just say it, this is probably my second favorite Really Yeah I mean okay. I love Me Murder too like yeah. I think their last three records are all great but yeah. there's I um, mean the only miss is really the first one Yeah the the I think the track listing for me, there aren't, there's a couple like little lulls here and there, but again, it's, there's a string here from girlfriend in a coma all the way to unhappy birthday that I think is really, yeah. really strong. Oh yeah. And, um, I could, and the, the opening, the opening trio is really good too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really enjoy like some of Morrissey's, uh, vocal acrobatics and intensity on, uh, rushing a push. Yeah. Um, and also like the, um, what do you call that fucking keyboard? God damn it! The keyboard. Um. Uh. Not. A, not. A, it's um. It's like a church thing. Harpsichord. 
Oh, I think yeah. I think it's a harpsichord. It might be layered with the piano or something too. But like, there's I like the that it leads with the key thing. Like the yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to differentiate it because you know yep. the last two records have started with kind of a you know with drums, on, drums or guitar, and then the just yeah. the. Um, so it's a good yeah. it's a good way to differentiate the record. And I think it oh, sets sure. the tone really nicely. Um, yeah, I guess I just I don't have a shitload to say about it, but I just think that the track listing is really tight, and I don't know a, a song like I won't share you for me is like a really tranquil kind of it seems like the perfect ending to me like knowing it's their last record and it's the last song on the record like i, I think you know that we're gonna we differ quite a bit on that one i think That's it's fair. really good yeah it I, I don't know to me it's like everything up through unhappy birthday is great and then pain of vulgar picture is one of the ones that you like for me that you had mentioned of like it goes on too long mm-hmm. goes on way too long for me yeah um and also i just don't care for the lyrical content yeah. really at all it's, yeah. it's it's there's not a ton about it that's no. interesting and then uh death at one's elbow i don't even remember and i just listened to it again last night and i yeah i that I, to me is my never had no one ever for you that yeah that like, one i keep going back to and even still i can't yeah it's it, like one i've I set aside it's like all right you gotta remember what that one's about. yeah and and, and that that to me is why it's like mm-hmm. kind of a disappointing way to go out like i won't share you isn't the worst of those three um, but like, I don't know when you get, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like slipping back, kind of like backsliding into where they came from instead okay. of yeah, yeah, yeah. showing where, like, it doesn't, well, it, it would doesn't, be, well, it would be disappointing to see something new of like, oh, they could be going to this place and then they never do. I think that's a little bit better of an ending than like, oh, they're kind of like, going back to what made them yeah. in the first place, like popular enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you look at, um, like, even if like, I'm trying to think of bands who have put out albums recently that if it were their last, it would be like disappointing. No, it would be okay. Uh, like here, you know, Obviously, there's not as much lore behind I Won't Share You as there is for True Love Waits within Radiohead's um, context. But, like, if a moon-shaped pool was the last thing we ever got from Radiohead, I would be sad. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be disappointed. No, not at all. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that, to me, I don't know. With I Won't Share You, it's like... Because True Love Waits is the perfect mix of using what they have been learning with something that they wrote a long time ago and Mm -hmm. showing something they can move forward with. Whereas I won't share you as like, it's reminiscent of the beginning, which I guess is cool, but it's not, it's not showing anything new. Yeah. Whereas like some girls are bigger than even meet is murder. The song it's like both those two songs show, Hey, there's a new direction. We can take this. Yeah. And it, even if like that had been the last thing they released, it would have been disappointing because you want more, but not disappointing because it was a bad way to go out. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. I, yeah. I, I I enjoyed this the song and as a finale to the album, maybe not as much as a finale to right. their career. Yeah. Um, but you know those things tend to tend to be unpredictable, and you know you yeah. can't really shape that out right ahead of time and that's um, why i try to like not hold it against it too much mm-hmm. but like 
I don't know. It just it it gets to me some days. I think the thing that puts this above me is murder for me is is while there probably are more um, just uh, more relative dips in quality uh, on this record. I think the the high points for me are, are 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 a little bit higher. Maybe not so much like Headmaster Ritual and Barbarism are both awesome. Like, yeah, those are some of my favorites. Yeah, but then I I really love uh, Stop Me if you think you've heard this one before. Fair. And I I love Girlfriend in a Coma. Yeah. And I really enjoy On Happy Birthday, even though it's you know a little blunt even by Morrissey standards at certain yeah. points. Yeah. But, you know, and I love A Rush and a Push, Death of a Disco Dance. Like, there's a lot See, of See, I fucking love I Started Something I Couldn't Finish. And he did that mm. live when I saw him in November of 2017. And I was like, yeah. this is great. But I, because I, I don't know. I just, I fucking love the inclusion of, like, horns and shit. Even if they were, like, synth horns. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's cool. And if, if it had, like, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. This is just me, you know hypothesizing here but like maybe if they had put i started something i couldn't finish at the end not only do you get the um the joke of having that as the last song of just like i started something i couldn't finish but that is the finish yeah uh but like the way they the way they ended the recording of the like all right steven we'll take it back to one and it's like i don't know i think that might have been a more fitting ending just for me, because it like it brings in some new elements. It has the stereotypical Morrissey lyrics, and then you bring in like a a very full stop type thing at the end. Yeah. Also, that baseline is just fucking killer. Yeah, no, I like that song a lot yeah. too. Like there, there's there aren't too many points in this album where I, I kind of put my head down and, and sort of doze off. Like yeah. Even like songs that I do like, like um, uh, last night I dreamt someone loved me. Right. Like that maybe takes a little bit too long get, to get out of the yeah, gate. Yeah, I, I would say that as well. Like I noticed um, today when I was just like skimming through things again that it's like a minute 55 mm-hmm. before the song fully kicks in and it's like you could have. Yeah. You could have cut that a little bit, but that's like yeah, it's like the fucking length of some Ramones songs. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. Uh, yeah, I. Um, so we interesting. We differ on this yeah. one. It's yeah. it's cool that we have a certain. I think this is the first. Well, maybe not. We had a few in the Radiohead one, but in terms of like extra, extravaganzas, having like points where we disagree majorly. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> there yeah. were like, like I know, you liked Hail to the Thief more than the rest of us did, and no, you, I. I disliked nope sorry yeah that's backwards um <laughs> i disliked and Hale. then you and i liked king of limbs way more, more than more than yeah. john and wedge did yeah and i think same with uh amnesiac right i think they were a little a little bit so. mixed on that yeah I, th- I think they were more mixed yeah. on that than we were um so yeah we but we both yeah. like this record and yeah I think it's, it's 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 a good record but to me it's like you just came from a solid like if i had to like you know, rank things, mm-hmm. um, using words of like, Oh, good, great, solid. Yeah. Okay. That kind of shit. You, you started solid, but not good. Then you got two great albums and then you ended with a good one. And yeah. it's like, that's just a little bit too much of a backslide for I, me. Yeah. I can't argue yeah. with that too much. Yeah. So well, how about we, f- we finish with, um, what do we? I don't really have time to. <laughs> to, to like <laughs> I was const- about to say, like, I don't have time to construct an entire album here, but like, 
let's say what's the best opening track that they best have? Best opening track, Headmaster Ritual. I and I say I don't say that lightly because the Queen is dead yeah. kicks ass, but like I, I think I I would agree, Headmaster. Ritual, Headmaster Ritual close. is just it's maybe it's because we're American, but like mm-hmm. the the sample of the British thing doesn't really do much for me, so it kind of like takes up a little bit more space than I would like. Yeah. Whereas Headmaster Ritual just like. What would you? In. What number two song would you put? You've, you've got you got everything now. Uh, uh, Rush Home Ruffians, frankly, Mr. Shankly, and so I started. I started something. something. I started something. Uh, I would probably say, frankly, Mr. Shankly. Okay. I think. Um, although I do like I started something a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Skip that. Let's skip around. Okay. What What would the ideal last song be? Uh, none of their closers are ideal yeah, to none me. of their closers are great <laughs> none, like, i mean we can all agree that there is a light would be if it, it was be, the last, it was song, the last it would song, be, song that would far and away be the one but it's not so it's not i still think some girls would, might st- be the best i would i would say some girls actually, are bigger than others actually i would say uh, i'm tempted to say me as murder <laughs> see i love the album yeah. but i i don't know if, if i had to pick a weak link mm. of that album it's that one so i i actually i kind of like you know i i like the you know different production techniques and the kind of leaning towards um what we now know as brit pop yes with some girls are bigger than others and it's like i i like that 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 as a closer to me that that works really well mm-hmm. so that that would be the ideal closer for me well that's that's about all we got time for. Well, the opposite is true. Yeah, well, the opposite is true. Yeah, I think I think I would agree. Um, yeah. It's definitely not still ill, or I I won't share you. You could also go with the single. Still ill is. You could also go one. with the single and go. Oh shit! What did I say? No, I meant um, suffer little suffer children. Little children. Yeah. Fuck little children. <laughs> they're, they're little annoying shits, and I'm glad they got killed. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> no, actually, no. Really, realistically, they should probably close with "How soon is now?" Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Panic on the streets of London Cause Morrissey got An AR-15 <laughs> Yeah I Oh uh, man Panic like, on it, the I'm, streets of Greek town I, I wish we had more time To like talk about a bunch of singles But like we don't So yeah. that, that would make it easily Also I'm not, I'm not versed enough in it Yeah, yeah. There, I, I've, I've listened to a bunch So yeah. much Like it, and I don't understand, this is just like kind of my last point, is like I don't understand why their instrumental tracks get so much hate. Like money changes everything. Yeah, it's it's longer, but like if you just put it on in the background, it's a vibe. Like you, you walk around, yeah. you walk okay. around at night. Like I remember distinctly taking out my headphones and just playing it through the fucking phone speaker mm-hmm. while walking back to my dorm sophomore year. And it was like a little foggy. And I was like, this is this is what this song was made for. That's yeah, okay. And it it was fucking great. But there are people who are like, yeah, you know, like I forget, I think it was NME made a list of like Smith songs worst to best. And the Dre's the, I can't I don't take anything NME writes seriously. Yeah, I know, same. Didn't they but, call The Queen is Dead the best album ever made? Probably. I think they did. <laughs> but like, I don't know if it's the Dre's or the Dre's E train. But like they put that as the worst thing. I was like, how how is that the worst thing? Mm, how is that the worst thing they ever did? I haven't heard it. It's 
it's pretty cool. It's it's longer than Money Changes Everything, so I understand from like a length perspective of oh, I don't want an instrumental track to be that long. Yeah. But like it's not the worst thing they ever did. Yeah. Well, so. we, we, we might as well take a, a chance to uh, update. I, we don't know when regular episodes will be back. There's a little bit of a of a question mark on that. Yeah. We do have a few side episodes that we yep. want to get to. Um, coddling, coddling of the American mind isn't isn't going to happen until everything is back in full swing. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a, we we're going to do a Daft Punk yeah, uh, extravaganza are. at some point. We've also discussed a Carly Rae Jepsen one, and I really want to do an Anderson Pack one. Absolutely. Um, ultimately, that's all leading to uh, a Beatles one at some point, but I think that one's... That would take forever, that, and I'm about it. It's a little little ways away. That would probably be at least a two- or three-parter. But either yeah. way, um, yeah, we have some, some things planned to try to fill stuff in, but at the moment, uh, everything's a little bit on hold for reasons that we don't want to get into too much, but... Uh, Hopefully everything will be back soon. And in the meantime, just uh, hang the DJ. Hang the DJ. Hang Hang the the DJ. DJ.